But that's Mike. Mike can get away with a lot of stuff. All right. So uh, I'm thinking. So uh, could Tiger. Maybe five, six months away. You know, is he going to be ready by Torrey Pines? Is he going to be ready by I just who knows? The only thing I don't want him to do, and I hope his doctors are listening right now because he is in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Don't let him come too early. Mark. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're out of here. Uh. Don't don't, don't let, let him. him. Yeah, don't let him go crazy and hit full shots. And I think, actually, Tiger is having patience this time. I had three people when I was whipping it out at a convenience store. Um, three different people asked me, wow, where'd you get that? Well, how tough is it? To, how many times you got to get kicked in the nuts to realize that it hurts? How do you know I don't like it? I might like it. Okay. Well, good morning. It is 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 1310, 96.7 The Ticket. If it's Saturday morning, you must have the tee box. Rick Arnett, Craig Rosengart, David Golfer Magazine. Check out the new issue. It's a good one. And uh, also with uh, Ideal Golfer, you can play Sky Creek Ranch for mere 39 bucks. That's like 58% off. Play Prairie Lakes for $24. Always popular. And you get it. That uh, barbecue sandwich, which is awesome. We sold over a thousand at Prairie Lake yet. Pretty close. How about that? Yeah, that's only twenty four dollars good any day. And a barbecue sandwich. So I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm repeating it. I was. Uh, there you go. Not me. Ha ha. Rick spilled his coffee. Yeah, but I kept the lid on it, so minimal damage. Notice that. Well, minimal there's in it. Oh yeah. Drank it off. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Keep telling Craig to put on put on. Uh, Lids on his coffee cups because we're around a lot of electronics. Last night I was in a I was in a bar. That's not a bragging thing, right? I was just in a bar. Depends what bar. It is. I saw somebody who I knew a woman I, I knew. So she came up, got excited. Now that's bragging. The woman I knew. Yeah, yeah you saw a woman you knew. And she came over and gave me Thanks a big old hug and exciting. And she just, I mean, as soon as she came, she knocked the beer out of my hand, mm-hmm. spilled all over the place. Well, not to me, lids are on him. Was it a draft beer? No, it was a it was a can, but it looked like somebody oh. stomped on it after. <laughs> it must have been one enthusiastic hug. That's it all was. I, can say. Well, I was that's actually good. excited. So it was worth it. And it was yeah. worth it. Well, we're bearing the lead here. We are at the greatness of Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. So this is the fourth and latest Mercedes-Benz dealership in the Park Place chain. It's right off I-20 in Matlock on the south side of 20. And we'll be here till uh, 10 o'clock today. And uh, they got some mouth-watering rides out there, as, as always. So the interesting thing about the Mercedes dealerships is, and I don't know about the rest of them around the world, but uh-huh. in the ones in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Right. There's six of them, five or six. Six in the Metroplex. They're always perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's always actually fun to say, okay, what can you find anything wrong in the most immaculate places I've ever seen? Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's not a There's not a thread in the carpet out of place. There's not a... Service area, I could eat off the floor. Guess what? I found a light bulb out. <gasps> you imagine? I mean, it's hidden, so they probably don't even know it's out. But Don't let Neil Grossman find out. How about that? Well. it's. I mean, this place is, it's always, like, fun, right? You found a light bulb. I didn't bulb. even notice that. Yeah, how about that? I didn't usually notice that stuff. But I did notice this, and I, I have a big question about this. And um, 
So since the last time we were here, yes, they changed coffee machines. I saw that. So they, so what level do they decide our coffee's not good enough? We need a better machine. I don't know. Maybe feedback from customers. Because the coffee wasn't bad before. No, no. Party Place did everything top notch, high end. Maybe they got a better deal. There's no way. Maybe that's, that's like one of those. Yeah, but maybe maybe they're trying coffee to, machines. Maybe they're trying to put the hoop doo like how, you said. Ask me how my day was as it was pouring, and no, it didn't, but it could have. That's a really nice coffee machine. Yeah, but if they're trying to make inroads, they might be giving them a hell of a deal to start propagating the the area. Okay, you know the old uh, the old uh, puppy dog clothes. Put it in there, and people will say, "Well, I like this so much." I don't want to give it back. Then they'll charge you. Maybe so. Sales 101. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll be here till 10. A lot of golf stuff to get to today. Some guy, some kid is about ready to make a record. Um, make a record? Make a record. Yeah, he's going to make a record. Not a turntable one, a golf one. But before we get to all that, we have Kern out here engineering. Great job as always. Good morning. Hustling and bustling to get us up on the air. Kind of had a late start. You know, Kern is a better avid golfer employee than you and I are. It's not saying much. No Low bar. Because every time he's at a remote, you know he wears one of our shirts. Mm-hmm. And we don't. It's okay. Yeah, but I put up a sign. I'm sitting right next to it. <laughs> you are sitting next to the sign. So that's my, that's my shirt right there. Uh, back at the station, we have Jay King. Nice little ensemble this morning to open up the show. Good morning to you. On or, the ticket. Or not. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. That was good work, by the way. I don't think anybody's ever done that before you made us an opening. Yeah, that is good. We have, Believe me, we have plenty of material. That's why I get here early. And Samuel Hale doing tickers twice an hour. Good morning to you. On the ticket. I guess everybody's asleep back there. I don't know. Unless somebody else other than Samuel Hale is doing tickers this His morning. His red light's on. I don't know why his mic's not on. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Um... I think that's about it for right now. I don't think there's anything. But one thing I want to get into, coming up next, there's a pretty good little tournament going on, and one player might just break a record by a lot. By a lot. Really? And and we'll give you some updates on our club fittings and uh, Craig's putting lesson, see if it was worth a darn. Next, on the ticket. (laughs) That was enthusiastic. (laughs) 8.13 8.13 on the ticket. T-Box out at Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington off I-20 in Matlock. We'll be here till 10 o'clock today. And come out and see all the... They have some sweet rides out of here. Mercedes, every model they have is choice. I mean, you can go as, as low as almost under thirty grand for a CLA. And then you can go up to the moon with some of the exotics of the G-Wagon that probably runs in the 200s. And is, it, is it 200 now? It, it can get up there. Wow. I'm always amazed by any ultra Uber car type thing that has options. When you, once you get past a certain dollar amount, wouldn't you just think you're getting the whole thing? Yeah. But people still will buy the options because maybe that's why they do it because they know people of means will say, I, I got to have the best. I got to have the most. Yeah. So they just make more money on more more profit margin. Anyway, uh, the GLC is is maybe one of their best uh, SUVs and uh, and very competitively priced. Come on out of here. Check it out today. They also have their uh, Supercars event. This is Park Place, and that's on September 28th at the Four Seasons. 
That's a you, fun little deal. So I wanted to go last year. You missed, and you missed some food that, oh, God, the food that shows up. You know up why there. I couldn't go? Uh, pregnant? It was sold out. Yeah. They do that every year. So don't wait. Yep. Go to uh, Luxury Super carshowcase.com luxurysupercarshowcase.com like i said the food is off the charts hey by the way before we get into all the cool stuff yesterday morning mm-hmm. get a text from my mom hi mom at 806 why aren't you on the air yep <laughs> <laughs> is it scary for a second did you look around and you no. go, did you look at your watch you go wait a minute like, because it's friday it is crazy i don't know if it's age i don't know what it is but for some reason, I have a tougher time figuring out what day it is. Really? Yeah, and I'll and it usually happens on the weeks we don't have a staff meeting. Really? Yeah, because that's my we, every Tuesday morning we have a staff meeting, and sometimes you're you're traveling or whatever, and we don't have one, and it throws me off. I don't. I'm always a day earlier, day late. So don't know. You what know, happens. the funny part about that, I get up every morning at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's only one morning of the week I need to get an alarm to get up. Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's the only morning I have to get up. Must be subliminal. Well, that's because you're worried. It must be. You yeah. Know, every other time, you, you yeah. know, you get up when you get up. So, good morning, Mother. Yeah, today is Saturday, Rona. Uh, congrats on the new place. Uh, this segment brought to you by Club Corp. And, Club Corp. And their one membership join a club in the metroplex i think there's 13 of them something like that now with craig ranch yeah. now with craig ranch and then you get to play anywhere else for like half price get half off food it's like you join 13 clubs for one price it's pretty sweet kind of like that kind of like that. one of my friends just joined the texas tech club they've got like a business club or yeah. sports club it's yeah just, hey it's only a hundred and some dollars it was really cheap but i get the one membership everywhere else there you go see all right, 8.30, we'll do some leaderboards because we're whittling down golfers. It's the penultimate tournament, the BMW Championship, for the Tour Championship next week. And uh, and also on the Corn Ferry Tour, people are playing for their tour lives. This is, I think that's the more interesting. Because uh, these guys are all a, playing for millions, but they already have millions. That's a separate segment. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. If there is... There's 25 guys who got their cards. Already, uh-huh. Three guys from our area that are kids mm-hmm. got their cards. How about that? And then some other guys are trying to get them, trying to keep it. And top 25 after three tournaments. That's and, what happens. And, a, and one slog. guy last year was out of college, and he was really good. And he did – the cream rises, man. Eventually Tent- it goes. The system typically. works. Mm-hmm. So he's in the top 25, too. We'll bring him up. and But that's cool stuff. Yep. We'll do that at 930. 850. We're going to do some uh, local golf gossip. A lot of changes of courses around here. We haven't touched upon it in quite a while. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on for the good, I would say. Uh, 9-10. I'll borrow a little bit from Craig Miller's uh, uh, category. You're an ass if. So we'll take a we'll take a poll and see if I was yesterday at the movies. You getting a fight? Yesterday at the movies, 9-10. Wow. Okay, Rick, you know, if you had to bet somebody was going to get into a fight on this show, it wouldn't be you. Mm-mm. Now I'm usually the cool and collected guy. But Yep, 9-10. And then at 9-30, we'll talk about those Corn Ferry uh, tour players that are fighting for their 
They want a PGA card. Come on, they want a PGA Tour card. It, the Corn Ferry Tour is like 4A. It's better than AAA in baseball. Oh, yeah. It's right. I mean, they're just a stroke or two here or there from all having their tour cards. They're all that good. But for whatever reason, timing, fate, whatever, they just can't see. Well, think about this. In baseball, there's about 600 players on major league rosters. Mm -hmm. There's 125 guys on the PGA Tour. Yeah, with a full exemption, yeah. And it makes a big difference. Courtesy cars, Mm -hmm. I mean, you notice it. We talk to our guys that we know run the Number 126 in baseball is probably making about, what, $15 million a year? Mm, Probably not that high. But close. They're in there, and it's number guaranteed. One, it's all guaranteed. One, the number one twenty-six in golf ain't on tour. Very conditional stats. Yeah. But uh, and then remember, baseball, hockey, and basketball—it's all guaranteed. Yep. Ba- uh, golf, no such thing. Maybe your endorsements for a little while. Yeah, but if you're number one twenty-six, what do you got? Well, you're better than one twenty-seven. But I'm talking about in endorsements. I bet you do okay. You think? Yeah, I think anybody that has a tour card or had one, I think, I mean, you see these guys wear stuff on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't know what their hat deals are. Probably not a ton, obviously. But I think they they do okay. I remember remember when um, uh, J.B. Holmes got his tour card. Now, this is back when, so this is probably, he's probably been on tour nine, ten years, something like that. His agent said it was worth a half million dollars. I think things have changed, though. Maybe. Maybe. I guess it depends what it is. Or you... I mean, you only have a certain amount of club companies now. Mm-hmm. I bet they're not doling it out unless you're a top ten player. Mm-hmm. And apparel, I mean, I, I always thought that apparel was very, very little money but a lot of product. Could be both, yeah, unless you're a Dustin Johnson. I'm sure that yeah. that whole gets rolled in with the Adidas gear and all that stuff. So, But first, there's a USGA, US amateur going on this weekend. We don't talk about this much. And the reason I bring this up is there's one golfer. His name is Cohen Trollio. He's 17 years old. If he wins, he's in the semifinals today. If he wins today, wins tomorrow, he'll be the youngest player ever to be a U.S. amateur champion by 11 months. How old is he? 17. This is the guys. You know, women, you know, it could be 14, 12. <laughs> God only knows. Uh, but here's the crazy thing. So we... We own the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a feeding system into the uh, AJGA. Mm-hmm. So the AJGA, you figure, you know, those are the those are the best players, and they move up, and maybe they get college scholarships. This Trollio, he's only ranked 119th on that. In the AJGA rankings? Yeah. Not very fair assessment of where you are. Because the AJGA rankings are only AJGA's events right so if he doesn't if play in really, a lot of them the, the, yeah so if you really want a, a good snapshot of where he ranks you go to junior golf scoreboard that's the that's the the bible used to be golf week remember golf week they have and they still have junior junior rankings and uh-huh. amateur rankings but they're not what they used to be sure but junior golf scoreboard if it's a two-day event and it has to have x amount of players in it and you know so and so and so and so they measure everything. They measure the level of the golf course, mm-hmm. their score, somewhat of conditions, the um, strength of field. Sure. That's the one to look at. Okay. You got to pay, I think, 19 bucks a year. It used to be when my kid was in. Yeah. I don't oh. really look at it. But, so, yeah, the AJGA just means you, you know, travel around playing in those. So he's a junior in high school. If he wins this, he gets to play the Masters. with a defending champion at the Masters next year. How about that? 
Now that's when you go up to one of those high school co-eds and say, want to go to prom? <laughs> Let me show you my resume. Or not. You probably won't have to, will you? Uh, you know what? Prom may be the same week as the Masters. Mm, no, no. Proms are in uh, May, April, May. Late April, maybe May. Here's the weird thing about him. I find it, well, I find it interesting. He has, this is his wedge uh, setup. A 52 degree received on his 11th birthday. So he's had that for six years. 54 degree he got last year, and he got a recently acquired 56. So most club fitters will tell you, you want a four-degree spread. Mm-hmm. He's got two-degree spreads. Yeah. And they asked him, why doesn't he have a 60-degree? And he goes, because his dad says people with talent don't meet, don't need a 60-degree wedge. Really? <laughs> I, I know Tiger's got a 60-degree wedge. So you know, have talent? I think it depends. Mickelson has a 64. Yeah. But I think it depends on the course, and this and they're playing out at. Uh, they playing at Pinehurst. I have a I have a buddy in my group has a sixty four degree wedge. Did you ever use it? I've reshot. Really? And you know what he said to me the last two months? I need a sixty six. God, my short game's been terrible. <laughs> I can't. I can't reach the hole. <laughs> and I keep I'm laughing at the only guy whose ego means he has to use a sixty four degree wedge. <laughs> and it's every every time we sit down after a Saturday, he says, "Man, my short game's just been awful." <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting, though. That's a really sh- short spread for uh, wedges. Yep. Uh, hey, I have, a, I have a real quick story on my golf game. i get, tell you this because it's funny. So I went and got a uh, putter fitting, right, mm-hmm. putter lesson. Got a couple tips. I think I brought them up on the air a couple weeks ago and went out and used them on the course and just didn't work. And it's as, struggle, it's as frustrating as it can be because – my ball striking right now may be the best it's been mm-hmm. in my life, and then I get to the greens, and Balls. it's terrible. <laughs> eh. So I'm out playing at the Four Seasons. Somebody, somebody invited me to go play at the Four Seasons. So I went out Four Seasons, and I see our buddy Tim Cusick. Mm-hmm. And he's watching me hit a golf ball. He goes, man, your hands are in a better shape because right. les- my son used to take lessons from him. I said, yeah, just my pu-. And he saw me getting a putting lesson. Right. He said, how'd that work? Did you get that putting shaft? You know, they got this shaft. I goes, I still don't at my that. level, why would a shaft help me at this point? I mean, I need to come somewhere close to the golf ball. Sure. So he tells me what's going on. I said, I'm putting right-handed, and he's beside himself. Mm-hmm. You're, you should be such a good putter. Not anymore. <laughs> and he's like, "What? have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done this? And he's going through everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing works. And I'm about to go play. And he says, well, I remember Justin Rose was struggling one time. And every putt before he putted, he closed his eyes. Okay. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm not doing that for a 25-footer. But anything four feet in, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. That afternoon, Uh sat down, signed my scorecard for a 69. No way. Yep, pretty good. So Thursday afternoon, I decided to go play golf. I said, all right, I'm coming off a 69. And in a board. Now. <laughs> and, yeah, that could be good in a lot of ways. But anyway, so I said, all right, I'm doing this again. I'm going to, you know, anything inside four feet, I'm going to close my eyes. Whoa. Fired a fat old 84. <laughs> so when you missed, <laughs> when you missed, did you miss long? 
When you no, miss it, I actually missed two of them short. They didn't really? get there. Yes, yes. Because I'll do I'll do that. I'll practice with my eyes closed when I'm when I'm practicing the putting just to get you want to get that distance for uh, yeah. distance feel, and it's it's uncanny. Or you do the other thing, where you're always looking at the hole. Golf is the only it's the only sport I know that you're not looking at the target yeah. when you. Our buddy Scott does that and. It's uncomfortable when he does it. I understand, but I watch, think, you're watching him. I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the theory. So I remember taking a defensive driving course uh, over, over at the speedway, and the first thing they tell you, they put you on the oil slick. Where this is back when, where you had the you had the hand pull brake, right? So you could spin your back tires and everything. And invariably, what everybody does is they will look towards the the problem. So let's say they're careening off off the road and they're going to hit a tree. They look at the tree, which is the exact wrong thing to do. What you want to do is look away from the problem, and your hands will automatically go to where your eyes are. Huh. It's, it's uncanny how it works. It's really? really really amazing. So what I found out from putting, if you always look at the hole, your hands will, will adjust based upon what you're looking at. Because when you're putting, you're looking straight down at a ball, and then you're trying to make a, maybe a stroke that's, that's only about a foot ahead you know, as far as your target goes, and then you look up. But it's amazing how well that works. It's really pretty cool. Well, the eyes closed thing, he had me sold on the Justin Rose deal when he was telling me the story, and, and it worked. For one I round. Shot, I shot, you know, you love it when you're putting your handicap into the system, and you, I put in the 69, and it came out and says, wait a minute, mm-hmm. this round is out of range. Are right. you sure? Right. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. It should be the other way, because why would you Guess do that? Guess what? The 84 said the, <laughs> the same 84. thing. <laughs> so you're ping-ponging. You're all over the darn place. So I'm still waiting to get a fitting, because uh, the club fitter I'm using is saying I need to wait on a couple new um, irons coming out. So they're all coming out in the fall. I thought they always used to come out. Well, uh, I might be able, he might be able to get the demo sets in the next couple weeks. I can wait this long. Yeah. But uh, I'm intrigued. He goes, hey, if you're going to get fitted, you might as well get fit with everything that's available. Don't buy something, you know, a month too early. Is there anything you are eliminating? Like, I don't want to play. I, I'm not. Don't test me because I'm not playing that. No. So you used to be used to be ping. Right, so ping because I didn't like. I never liked the looks of them. I thought they, they look were crazy. great now. They look great. They All right, but PXG, you're going to look at the PXGs, even if it's going to cost you. Th- you know what? I might hit one, but I don't have any confidence that my game will improve by two thousand dollars. I just won't see that that significant it's a difference. About three thousand dollars. No, it's two thousand more than what you yes, normally would pay true. for irons. So, so you're on the you're on the launch monitor, mm-hmm. and you're hitting seven irons, mm-hmm. and you're hitting the seven irons 165 yards with pings, mm-hmm. and they're spraying within about 15 feet of each other, hitting mm-hmm. them, hitting them, hitting them. Right. And you get the PXG out. Now you're hitting at 172 yards mm-hmm. at seven iron, and they're all within three feet. Of each other, I have to think hard about that. Here's the thing: I keep irons forever until they until they wear out. I, so I have to get new irons because my grooves are gone; they're absolutely toast. So I would have to think long and hard about it. In fact, what I'd also have to do is take them out on a course. What if say you can't? I'm not going to mm, do have that. Have to think about it. We're PXG. You want these? It's three grand. Think of, I have to think about it. We don't even care if you're a radio star. If it's, it's that, grand. if it's if it if it's that tight of disbursement, and I don't know if hitting irons farther is 
is that big an advantage? I it don't... gets to a point where it's not. No, because then you need more yeah. wedges. Yeah. You have but, too many gaps. The the closing in the disparity. But if you hit the sweet spot just about every time and your disparity is three or four feet, I'd have to give it a long look. Yep. I really would at that point. But I just don't have any confidence that would happen. I don't think any club can do that because guys on the PGA Tour that are hitting PXGs will win every event. Yeah. They've won two. Unless they don't have the talent. Well, they have talent if they're up there, pal. Yeah, but maybe they don't have me. Brooks Kepka talent. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll we'll give you update. We'll give you an update on that because I'm always intrigued by that stuff. So the question is: Sunday, I'm playing again. Uh huh. Do I close my eyes? Why don't you close them on the front nine and open them on the back nine? Oh, how about do this: close them on the front nine if you're playing like crap, putting like crap, then open them, and then why don't you look at the hole the whole time? What do you got to lose? I don't have anything to lose. So why don't you well, try I that? I have a lot of money to lose. So why don't I played, you shoot eighty four? Cost me. So why don't you I shoot sixty nine? I buddy, you know, I'm I don't want to hear your crocodile tears because you have taken so much money from these guys over here. I'm surprised <laughs> that they allow you to play. I mean, they're your annuity. You don't think they don't know that? They keep on thinking next round. I'm going to get Rosengard. I'm going to take him for all. I'm just glory. hoping that the one guy who's using a sixty four degree wedge didn't hear that segment. Uh, he'll hear it. <laughs> he'll hear it from somebody. All right, 831 at the ticket. T-Box out of Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. Come by and see us. A good cup of joe today. They have a new coffee maker. Pretty darn good. Yep. And it's on Matlock right off I-20 in Arlington. It was also brought to you by Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com. Get their Players Prime program. You can get uh, unlimited range balls at any of their courses. You get uh, discounted rounds and a crush burger. That's pretty darn they sweet. They own Lantana now. They do own Lantana. They can Only, get up there and play that. Yeah, we do. All right, up next... Leaderboards galore. All right, day 39 on the ticket. T-Box at it. Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. Mm, awesome. It's also brought to you by the uh, Texas Junior Golf Tour. Looking for great competitive junior tournaments, junior high and high school golfers. Check out the Texas Junior Golf Tour. New season starts September 1st. Members get 20% off all tournament entry fees. Just go to Texas Junior, actually TJGT.com. View the schedule and get 20% off. How about that? I think we're in Bridalwood two weeks. Nice. Love Bridalwood. All right, uh, 850, some gossip. What's going on around town? Because we haven't talked about it in a while, and there's been a lot of changes out there. And then at 910, was I an ass at a movie theater? That should night. be the permanent 910 segment. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right, first we got some leaderboards, though. Sponsor back there? We good. Texas Cans Cars for Kids. Ah, thank you, thank you. It's the BMW Championship. They have signed on for three more years as that sponsor. They used to be the old Western Open out of Medina. And Hideki Matsuyama. I used to think that Medina was a hard golf course. Well, okay, so I read this yesterday or Thursday. The slope on that course is 152. That's off the charts tough. Mm-hmm. The rating is like 78-something. That's like that's like Merido. Merido hard. There's only two guys over par. Yeah. And, and they're two over. Yeah. That's crazy. These guys are just so good. And I, I don't think there's a lot of wind going on. I think that's the only thing that really saves. Probably golf playing hard and fast. And, still. Yeah. Still. So Deki Matsuyama, uh, the top 30 move on. Right now he's 33rd. So... He's projected to go second. Projections I don't care about right now because um, it hasn't ended yet. 
Go well, by where they're at right now. Yeah, but if Hideki Miyajima is in first now, I mean, he, all he needs is probably top 10 he's in. Probably. Maybe top 15 even. Probably. By the way, uh, we did our first podcast for our DraftKings picks uh-huh. that we pick. And I picked him, and I even said – so if you want to know – if you want to watch it and be bored for three minutes, sure. But if you want to laugh – Yeah, wait our, for the outtakes. Our, our outtakes were very funny because we took three takes of it. I'll, I'll tweet it. And uh, it's very funny. It's just yes. like it's just a, it was an awesome e break. Yes, just, it was. <laughs> it was, but you have to see it. You can't. No, we couldn't can't play miss. it because you wouldn't get it. No, you wouldn't. Get watching it, no. your facial expressions. But I picked Hideki Matsuyama only because he doesn't feel like he shouldn't be in the top thirty. He feels like he should be in the top thirty. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you and that. So I, I just figure he's going to play well enough to get in. Yep. Okay. I just posted it. So, yeah, you got to wait till the end. And uh, I showed it to my wife last night. I know I got a text from her. <laughs> I got two of them. <laughs> By the way, P1 Most Anthony, uh, we were talking about before what the uh, typical um, endorsement deals are these days: hundred grand for equipment, fifty k for apparel. If you're a decent player, define decent. I don't know. He just said hundred k and fifty k. I don't know if that's is if you have your PGA Tour card. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll text me again. We'll see. Text you? Yeah. Maybe he'll text me. Okay, so we have uh, Hideki. We have Patrick Cantley. Who? God, I just wish he'd just get faster. Smile. Smile and play faster. He is he is as bad I think as Bryson DeChambeau. And he always looks like he just smelled it. Uh, Tony Finau is 11 under. Justin Thomas, 10 under. Let's Tony to... Finau has not been playing well. Not great, no. The fact that he's up there was a big surprise. Roy McIlroy, he's at 8 under, so he's uh, 4 back. Where's 4 back? Yeah. And so he's play... He's doing what he's been doing all along. He just kind of hangs around, and he'll make a top 10, and he'll kick butt, and he doesn't need the money. But he doesn't see... He just can't seem to put it all together to... To go nuts, Brooks well, kept he his. He's won this year. He's a couple won. big events. Yeah, but I don't know. I just he, the guy hits it so far. Man, that guy's. I will and get, straight. They'll show up. They'll show a, a dog leg, and they'll say, well, "Okay, so most most mortals would hit the ball right down the fair. May put a little butter draw on it, go around the trees, and they show the they show the the line that Rory's going to take. It's off the charts ridiculous. So is is he any different than what Greg Norman was? Greg Norman was the best driver of his era. Yeah. They said by far. And, uh, but I think I think Greg Norman was straighter. Win. And he didn't win. <clears throat> he won, a, he won, but he didn't. He only won two majors. That's kind of a Rory, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, so Kepka 500. Patrick Reed 500, who won last week. I picked him, by the way. I got I to gotta make those known just because it happens so seldom. Mm-hmm. But let's go down to one Jordan Spieth. 70-71. Usually not what he does on Thursday and Friday. Usually he says that for the weekends. But here's a crazy stat with him. So his biggest problem is everything except putting. So there's 70 players in this tournament. Yep. So strokes gained. Off the tee, he's 66th. Approach to the green, 58th. Around the green, 60th. Putting, he's 5th. Putts in regulation, He's first. Putts on greens and regulation. He's number one. 
Needs 70, more, he needs to hit more greens then. 70-71. He's played 36 holes. Care to guess how many one-putts he's had? 13. 21. Holy crap. 21 <laughs> one-putts. He hasn't any greens. And he hasn't any greens. Unbelievable. By the way, interesting stat I saw about Hideki Matsuyama and why he's leading. Do you know that this week he is at... Um, or he is at strokes game putting. His week average is 3.25. Yesterday he was plus 5.28. It's the highest in his career for one event, aside from the Byron Nelson this year. Jeez. I don't know what's going on with him. You know, you'd think, again, when you watch the, uh, the advertisements on the new latest and greatest driver that's out, they never say straightest, except for that one TaylorMade that had that convex kind of... Yeah. I don't. I still. I and I still watch tailor-made uh, players blow it out left and right. Yeah. There's no guarantee. The only thing drivers tend to uh, fix on is is distance. But you'd think at a guy like at, at Jordan's level, well, just last, scale it back a little bit. Last week, we get off. The, he he he's doing really well. Last week after the first two rounds, and we're uh-huh. wa- we're waiting. And he, I think he's playing with Dustin Johnson. Yep. He's paired with Dustin on Saturday. He was. And right after Shaw go over, I start watching it. His first tee shot, he pulls out an iron. It was either an iron or a hybrid. I can't Mm -hmm. remember. Dustin's down the middle, and uh, Jordan hits the ball so far right. He puts it in a water hazard that's not even on (laughs) On that hole. hole. And I'm thinking to myself, that can't be skill. Because here's the thing. They pound how many balls a day? You and I would never hit one, even as little as golf balls that we hit, we wouldn't hit one that errant. That has to be a level of nerves. It has to be in his head. See, There's would, no way a guy that talented is going to hit one golf ball that bad. See, if he would ever. talk to any of us, I'm curious, does he always typically have a good range session? That's what I'd wonder. Because that's everybody's problem. They might hit well on the range, and they go to the course, and it doesn't transfer, and it's only been five minutes. Um, Justin Thomas... He said had one of the worst ball striking sessions before his round on Thursday, and he shot a 65. So nothing, nothing makes any sense. And that's the golf. only thing that makes sense to me is these guys are so good. Do you know how bad you or I would have to hit an iron or hybrid to hit it as far errant right as he did? Mm-hmm. And that guy is so much more talented than any either of us ever even considered. And it's got to wear on you. Because if he's if he has twenty one one putts, that's incredible. But you can't make a living doing that. As sooner or later, it's gonna it's gonna crap on you, right? Uh, Tiger Woods is two under, along with Phil Mickelson. And so in your in our pat, podcast, you had predicted he wouldn't finish the week. I didn't think he'd finish Friday because they showed him on video on Wednesday showing up to the golf course. He looked like he was he looked like Fred Sanford. He looks way better now. Yeah, almost some, looks like he did. It, it something was happened. More muscular than. Something going on, but yeah. he just looked like his hips were all stiff, and it just, just like he could barely swing a club. And that's about it. Like I said, two over was the uh, was the highest score on on a course rating of one fifty two. The Nationwide Tour, that's the Corn Ferry. Uh, we're going to bring this up at nine thirty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good point. Good point. So. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Uh, P one Anthony says it's the PGA Tour in general. One hundred grand for equipment, fifty grand for apparel. 
And does he have skins to know this? Yes, or? he does. Okay. Yes, he does. All right. It is uh, 849, and that was brought to you by the greatness of your city of Arlington golf courses. Hey, we're in the city of Arlington. You've got Texas Rangers. Stupendous. Tier Verde, always highly rated. And Lake Arlington, maybe one of our most popular deals constantly on Ideal Golfer. Mm-hmm. Sells out like that. And it's fun because you can walk it, and there's no bunkers. So if you learn how to play golf, go there. It's really good. All right, up next, some local golf gossip y'all want to know. All right, 57 on the ticket. Good morning. Welcome to the Tee Box. I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarden. Kern out here engineering at Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. And that's right on uh, I-20, just uh, well, just south of I-20 off Matlock. Sweet deals. they got some big summer stuff going on right now. So uh, every make or model of a Mercedes you could ever possibly want. You go down. You can start off with the uh, budget-minded CLA. You go all the way up to the G wagon and the SLS and the GT. It's just it's whatever your wallet will allow. They have it here at Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. Hey, so I get a uh, message notification on yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it was yesterday. They congratulate Rick Arnett for 17 years working at Avid Golfer Magazine. How about that? How about that? I believe that's the longest, if you don't count this show. This show's part-time, so I don't count it. But it's definitely the longest I've been at any one company. 17 years, it would have to be. Well, no. I mean, you're old, but you're not that old. Well, I could have started another place and been there Yeah, 20 17 years. years. I know, it's a long time. Pretty stout. Good run, guys. Good guy. 17 years of writing for the magazine and selling for the magazine mm-hmm. and 25 years at the ticket doing the tee box. Mm-hmm. Still no Bob Gault award. But. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. All right, 910. <laughs> Speaking of me, was I an ass yesterday at a movie theater? We'll uh, debate that. But right now, let's talk about some uh, news and notes. This is local gossip. These are, I bet you these are some notes that hardly anybody knows. At least a lot of people. Yeah. Let's start off with uh, Irving Golf Club. Yeah, so it opens next month. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. It used to be called Twin Wells. Yep. And I wouldn't have played Twin Wells. No offense, I live in Irving, but that's not a course I would have gone and spent my time to go play golf at. That was a down and dirty golf course. You could wear Levi's there. Um, you know, it was what it was. It actually but, didn't. We used to put on an ideal. It used to actually do pretty good. But I will tell you that probably wasn't very big fan of Chester E. Ditto either. Mm-mm. Not and towards they, the end of it. They was. took John Culligan to go in there and say, let's change this place to a palace. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yes, and the they Texas did. Rangers Golf Club clearly one of the top two or three courses, the Already. courses in town. Already. Um, they hired the same designer at Irving Golf Club. Mm-hmm. Mr. Culligan is. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing that one too, and it opens next month. I haven't been out there yet. Um, I have not either, but I'm going I know to. Eli has, and I, I'm anxious to see that. Me too. I mean, if it's anything close to uh, to Texas Rangers, it'll be a home I, run. I'm thinking I, we need to set our sights down a little lower. If it's just a course, it would be on my rotation. From what I gather, you know, I, it's going to be around the corner for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I live in Irving, so right. Anyway, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You would call some of these renovations some I would call this a brand new golf course. Yeah. 
You they know, took a piece of land. I mean, if you look at Texas Rangers Golf over. Club, I can see about three holes that were if you really squint, real similar to Ditto. Like 18 at, at Texas Rangers goes in the same direction. As that's not anywhere Ditto. close to that. That <laughs> golf, That's a really good finishing hole. Yes, it is. Really high risk and reward. Used that's well be. done. Used to not be. Yeah. Uh, second, Lost Colinas Country Club going through renovation. So I toured that course two weeks ago. They hired uh, Jack Nicholas's old designer, the guy okay. who used to do all of Jack Nicholas's mm-hmm. designs, to go in there. And, and uh, this was only supposed to be replacing the greens. Then they decided they're going to also do the fairways or putting Zoysia in the fairways. Nice. And they did a design. And I'll give you an example of one of the things that they did that you and I wouldn't think about when you're doing design. But as I'm doing the course and I'm watching, you know how the old early 70s and 80s, you mm. went to a tee box, you walked upstairs. Kind of like there was like a stairway. Yeah, a, a stairs. Yeah, stairs. You don't need. Steps. In the world of design today, you don't need those stairs anymore. That was very 80s. Mm-hmm. So... Just even watching the, the way they contoured things, you say, okay, you just walk up to a tee box. They did some really – I can't wait for that golf course to open either. You know, it, it's interesting because I find if you're going to redo the greens, do everything. I mean, I don't know. I know there's budgets you got to stay yeah, involved there's in. budgets. And but still, if thing, you're going to you close sp- a golf course, start tweaking it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you spread greens, you might be you might be down for three months, mm-hmm. maybe four if you're doing all this, I mean, they say they're going to be open at the end of September. There's no flipping way. Hmm. Well, we'll think good thoughts. But but it's worth it. Hmm? You have a course that needed some changes, and they just went, you know, balls to the wall and said, let's do this right. I would agree. And they did, man. I would agree. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Make a statement. Just hired a new GM, mm-hmm. Mr. Rems. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Stevens Park just reopens. You know, something happened to their greens beginning of the summer, beginning of the spring. Yep. Um, either something was put on them wrong or they did something or they were trying to kill something and they killed the greens. You know, Stevens Park was one of those golf courses that was always, you you went there and you knew what you got, man. Mm-hmm. It was 6,400 yards. And Landlocked, no range. Good stuff. Hit into a net. And losing and the, so, you know, Jim Henderson has turned that place around over there and uh, – Good things. So the we need to get out there. You and I have never played that course together. Uh, no. No, we need to do that because we've got the best public coming up. Uh, Vaquero is closing next year. I can't fathom this at all. Can you? You know, when it comes to high-end country clubs, I think all bets are off. And when you're stopped. at the whim of some, you know, a couple of rich guys <laughs> on the board, they do whatever they want. We kind of buried the lead. We, we just said Vaquero's closing this year and ended it. They're not closing. They're no. closing to redo Re-open. their greens. Yes. And they're redoing. They're putting the Bermuda, some strand of Bermuda in. It'll probably be the greatest, latest, and greatest, whatever. Of course. Look, I played. I played Rolex a few weeks ago. That course is in great shape, and they went. To, they were the first of the higher end mm-hmm. courses to put the Bermuda in. Yep. But I played Craig Ranch last week too, or two weeks ago, and their greens are bent. Man, there's nothing like that. It's hard as heck. Last year, everybody lost their bent grass greens, right? Mm-hmm. This year, it's not so bad. So, what would you I, rather I putt on? Great Bermuda greens are a real iffy bent, because that's what you have to deal with in Texas. And so, but in October, you, November, when bent grass greens are at their best, there's nothing. Better. See, I'll disagree with that because I think if you roll bent uh, a Bermuda greens, they can be as smooth as bent. Now they might not hold as as well as bent. You don't get as much action yeah. on your on your pitch shots and everything. 
But give me a course that's playable over one you that I have to cross my th- fingers. You certainly got to throw more water on bent grass greens. Absolutely. Summer, yes. And in this heat. Uh, so, yeah, Vaquero's going to close a little bit, and they'll redo the greens and then reopen. Waterview, they replaced their bent grass going to Bermuda. So that leaves just Firewheel. Firewheel Bridges, Bridges is the only bent grass greens golf daily For public. golf yeah, course. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because uh, uh, Sky Creek got rid of it. Texas Star got rid of it. Yep, that's it. Firewheel Bridges is the lone wolf. That, you know, it's funny. There seems to hold up pretty well, too, for whatever reason. I don't know. I thought Waterviews did, too. Yeah, so Waterviews opening up next month. Um, Southern Oaks, all is well. Everything is great. They got new owners. No, You know, everybody was worried when they put the fence around it because they closed it for, and they didn't tell anybody. That was that was really Have a wild Have you been out story. there since they changed the design of the, the, the I mean, it's, they're not using the clubhouse anymore. They're using the old tennis shop as their clubhouse. Right. I haven't been out there since they redid that, but it, I've heard the golf course is in really good shape. Mm-hmm. For the Texas Junior Golf Tour, two of our big majors are out there in the fall. We do the Lone Star Girls and Lone Star Boys championships out there. Mm-hmm. And we did a preview course out there. We did an ideal golfer. It sold very well. Yep. So, um, But I haven't been out there. We, we need to make sure we're out there before November for sure. Uh, tribute and Old American could be combining after the first of the year. That's going to change a lot of things, I think. I think that's an awesome idea. They can use one clubhouse, I believe. They're putting in new lockers, so when the LPGA comes up there, they'll have a real good place to have a women's locker room. Right. Uh, They're going to share that driving range. How genius is that? Well, yeah, it's already it's there. A giant, giant driving range right in between the two courses. And you just go down the. You just and go when you go to that's one problem with Old American, right? Their 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 driving range now is really nice, but it takes you know, you takes need ten to, minutes. You need to pay a toll to get to it. it. Takes ten minutes to get there, and it's on a dirt path. So if it's windy and you're sweating already, you're dirty. But before you yeah. even take so a shot, moving it over there would be really, really easy. Yeah, you know they're at the end of the rows. There's mm-hmm. no traffic, so it, yeah, genius it, idea. Yeah, genius idea. And uh, the other course I need to get out to, and I haven't seen it since it re- uh, they redid it, was uh, Rockwood. Heard good things about it. Eli says it's really good. Rockwood, yeah, yeah, he does. He likes playing there too. So I need to get out there as well. So those are some uh, cha- 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 changes. Oh, and Bentry, demolishing their clubhouse, starting over, the whole thing. They're starting it. I think I, I just talked to the president the other day. Um, it's going to be happening, I think, in like a month. And it's going to take 18 months. I don't get that. Well, time's changing, man. People need to ramp up. And, you know, if you have the means, there's probably a good reason why they're doing it. Yeah. I would think. So. Our buddy Edward Lore just tweeted us out. Hmm. Bermuda Greens all day. See? And he's a, he's a pro. So I think half of it's in your head. I honestly believe that. I believe if if there's a really good Bermuda green and it's being rolled and it's fast and and then you play them bent, if I told you it was Bermuda and you couldn't really tell by looking at it, you'd go, yeah, these are really good greens. I wonder. I wonder how many. If if I was a a tour pro, I'm Ed Lore. Yep. And I played in 22 Web.com events last year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he looks at his stats to say, how is my putting on bent grass greens and how is my putting on Poana greens and mm-hmm. how is my putting on um, Bermuda greens? Right. And even on that, how is my putting on Mini Verde versus Tiff Eagle? Mm-hmm. And does that help you decide if you know that stat and you can only there's 28 events a year, you can only play in 22, does that help you decide 
you're going to use that stat to, stat to figure out where you're going to play. I know Tiger does. Does he? Yeah, he grew up on Poana. That's what I don't understand. And, he, you know, well, he doesn't like playing the AT&T unless it's a major, I mean, mm-hmm. Pebble, because he doesn't like the Pro-Am. The Pro-Am to him is a beating, and it does take six hours. I'm wondering now the kinder, gentler Tiger, if he really has that much of a problem with it now. I think he just he's just saving his body. Yeah. So he's only going to play events that he knows he can do well in. Um, I do – I'll By listen way, to – saving his body – yeah. Quick, quick question. I know we're getting to the end of it, but all right. So, if you're Tiger and you know your body can only handle so much, uh-huh. do you? And you know you probably can't get three more majors. Do you say, okay, I'm going to go play the John Deere instead, just so I can? No. He hasn't yet. Or the Barracuda. He hasn't yet. He's not going to do that. Nah. Because I'm going to break Sam's need. I don't think he. Uh, he, he no. The only reason why I don't think so either, but he's all about chasing history. And if he looked at it and said, yeah, I'm not getting that one, maybe I can get this one. Mm, I just don't see it happening. I would be shocked. It would be funny. It would increase their ticket sales by about a billion percent. you he announces, I'm going to play in the Barracuda. Yeah, or whatever like, one's across from a WGC he doesn't get into. Yeah, say mixed, mi- now remember something about him. He plays better when it's a tough course right. than if it's a birdie fest. Right. I never saw him play Phoenix or Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. He played so. Phoenix whenever they moved the yeah, rock moved for him. Yeah, moved the rock for him, yeah. And he got the hole-in-one. Um, so, yeah, so I'll take Bermuda over Bent all day long. But it's it, but I do know that some certain players look look forward to leaving California when the uh, when the Florida swing occurs because then that's all Bent, I think. Isn't Bent in Florida? No. they've. Or it's, it's just not Poana. Right. There's no Poana bent, out there. Bent's when you get up to the northeast. Yeah, that's true. And that's one thing I don't like. I don't like bent grass fairways because you get no roll. Yeah, and you don't. You don't. And it's always just hard and fast, so that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Anywho, so there you go. Little uh, little local intrigue, and that was brought to you by Old American. Ah. How about how that? How coincidental is that? By the way, if you, ever, if you know any local news and stuff, you should tweet us or email us mm-hmm. and uh, let us know because we, we should do a, a segment like this about once a quarter. Yeah. Every time, yeah, because we had enough stuff there. Yeah. All right. Up next, I borrow this from Craig Miller. You're an ass if. The debate will be, was I one yesterday at a movie theater? Huh. 9.17 on this Saturday morning. It is August 17th. About to go full head steam into uh, football season as golf will wind down. We'll talk about the, the guys like football. at ball. Trying to make uh, trying to make their living at 9:30 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, some will have to go back to Q School to even make the Corn Ferry Tour, and some are trying to buy to be one of the top 25 in the next few tournaments to get their PGA Tour card and cash in. Hopefully, the weather is brought to you by Jay Online Trading Academy. Well, all right. Today's gonna be 100. As is tomorrow, I'm playing tomorrow. As is tomorrow, as is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday dips down to 99. And I don't see another 100-degree day forecast for the rest of the month. And maybe a smidge of a thunderstorm next Thursday, and that's it. So, uh, program your sprinklers accordingly. Okay, so let's get to uh, if I'm an ass. So yesterday... I'm perusing the different uh, movie listings. 
there's not really anything that I looked at the good boys about the kids. It's almost like uh, what's that about? Oh, it's it's like um, oh gosh, what's that movie with uh, Jesus? All right, move on. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. It's it's about It'll three young you. kids that come to age, and you know, I'm rubbing off on super you. Super bad. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like super bad. Oh, really? Yeah. But for some reason, I wasn't. I saw the trailer. I went, yeah, nothing new for that. And so I said, you know what? I've been dying to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you not not intrigued about Hustler at all? Hustler? I saw the preview to that. It looks horrible. Really? It looks horrible. And my wife's dragging me to that Sunday see night. See a stripper movie? Because that's what it's about. It has J-Lo in it. And somebody else good. Yeah. Julia Stiles. I like Julia Stiles. This, the, it just didn't grab me. It just Yes, looked... Kern? Yeah? You like Julia Stiles, too? She's cute. Yeah. I'm just in. didn't grab me. I, like I said, I didn't see one trailer last night that I went, hmm, all right, I'm in. But I did buy a ticket to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's a two-hour and 40-minute movie. So you got to be pr- pretty vested in that. And it's typical Tarantino. What's Tarantino? Uh-huh. I like it. But I have to be in the mood to, to, to be at attention, watch, process for two hours, 40 minutes. My, my limit's usually about no more than two hours. After that. You're just padding a movie, as far as I'm concerned. And there was some padding in that movie. We'll and I have to admit, it. I mean, I like the movie, um, but I struggled. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about it at, at uh, 9.50 with the Country Force, because uh, we both saw it. I don't know if they've seen it, but I know a lot of people at the ticket have seen it. And uh, I have some thoughts on that. But I will say this. It was packed. Really? I was surprised. It's been out, what, a month? So I'll give you a, So being an empty nester, I'll give you a hint. Going to see a movie on a Monday night, mm-hmm. I went and saw it, and we were the only people in the theater. I, believe, I bet. You didn't go to the Irving one? Did you go to that one, your favorite? No. Okay. So I go up and pay my ticket, and at this place, you can reserve your seat. Well, there was only two seats left. Wow. I went, crap. Wow. I said, they're not in the front row, are they? Because if they are, I'm not going. She, he goes, no, they're, they're about four rows back, and um, you'll have a nice big area to yourself, and I said, all right, these are the ones with the reclining seats and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Said, all right. So I'm watching the previews, and the previews are, are really low in sound anyway. They just, for some they didn't pop up the sound until the, until the feature movie came on. So I'm watching, and I'm eating my popcorn, drinking my soda, and all of a sudden two gals walk in. Two, two women. Uh-huh. You're going to start a fight with women. Fight night? So... So there's only four seats on this row. It's kind of for handicapped. Okay. So I had my seat on the left-hand side. Then they had two large uh, spaces for if you needed a wheelchair. Then two in the middle, two more spaces, and then another seat on the, on the right, like mine. So they sit down. I can't tell if they were hammered already. They're laughing. They're cackling. They're just, it's like their own private Idaho. I said, all right, you know. Movie will start. I'll I'm get finding out. I'm finding this mildly annoying. My my alert antenna is up. Now, did you go with your wife, or did you go by yourself? I went by myself last night. Wow. Yeah. Rick. So turning into Sam Madison. I don't mind it. You know, it's it's you know you kind of you know if you want to go see a movie, you don't have to ask and see if if somebody else is in the mood. You just go. So. So before this starts, Kern, if you put your mic on, the fact it's hard to be an ass. When you're by yourself, because there's nobody to back you up, no matter what it is. Well, and there's nobody you're really defending. So it's so if you're with your wife, girlfriend, whatever, and they're annoyed, 
the anus is on you to go take care of it. The anus? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. My case, it was just me. So, so like I said, my antenna's up. And then they start doing a couple more uh, previews. They put up the sound. They're still laughing. They're still talking. They're still doing whatever. Annoying. So I give them the look. Oblivious. The Rick well, look. Yeah, I might as well be, I might as well be the Rick invisible. Do you know how many Casper. times a week I get the Rick look? I only give looks that they're deserved. So, movie starts. And here's one of my here's one of my issues is I've gotten used to putting closed caption on movies at home. Yeah. At home, well, they don't have it at the movie theaters. So if if and, and a Tarantino movie is almost all dialogue, it's snappy script, it's repartee, it's banner, it's all this other stuff. <clears throat> so they're starting, and these women are still cackling, still like. Are they cackling about the movie, or are they no. cackling about the guys they met the day before? They just cackling about anything, anything other than the movie. You could tell it wasn't it wasn't part of the deal because it really it wasn't anything happening yet in the right. movie. So, take a deep breath because they're too far away for me to yell at them. Wow, they're far so enough. An they're far enough? enough away. So, there an, is there an empty seat between the two of you, or are they in the two middle ones? I just told you, there's no, a I'm seat. Not- there's open spaces for handicapped people, right. for and wheelchairs. Then there's two in the middle, more open spaces. Were they in the two. two in the middle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, if they were handicapped, I would have maybe had a different conversation. So was, there, was there a guy in the other, anybody in the other seat by itself? On didn't the other see, side of didn't them? care. Well, I'm just wondering if they, that was, guy could have, or girl. So finally I say, okay, I can't yell at him. And I, this is a two and a half hour, two hour, 40 minute movie. Mm-hmm. I'm invested already. I got to do something. So I walk over, I saunter over, and I said, excuse me, ladies. Um, are you guys going to do this all night? And they go, excuse me? I said, seriously, are you guys going to talk and cackle and, and, and star in your own movie here all night? Star in your own movie. That's bold. I like that. That is bold. I like that. Here's the thing. They were hot. Don't and I was still mad. <laughs> As a guy... You kind of go, okay, they're hot. I'll leave them alone. No. I, we got more to say that in the Me Too world now? I, could, I just did. In the world, do women even want to be hot anymore? So here's the deal. So, I go, so they Seriously, go, right? They go. well, are, are we annoying you? Yes, yeah. you are. Yes. yes, you are times 10 because I had to get out of my comfortable seat, walk all the way over to tell you guys you're annoying the hell out of me. I came here to watch this movie, not to hear about your life. When you guys get to be stars one day. How old were they? Uh, 30s. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 30, 30. Should know better. Oh, enough to know better. But I'm already, I'm already, t- they already had a, they had a, a bucket of wine. They already had oh, two. Oh, so this is one of those places yeah, that yeah, you yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, just do me a favor. Okay. I came here to relax. I only want to hear one group of people talking and that's on the screen. If, wow. So if you have a, Rick. Pro- so if you have a problem with that. Whoa. If you have a problem with that. Whoa. I won't do anything to you. But I'll go get help because you're ruining this for me, and I don't know how many other people. Wow. Did you get applause after you walked back? No, because it, no, cause it's – remember, I just walked to the side. There's a big wall behind this row. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay. So they give me this look. Well, we'll see what we can do. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And I said, well, I would contemplate that very hard because um, if you continue to do this after – after I initially asked nicely and you kind of gave me a look like I'm not even here, then you're not going to see the rest of this movie. 
and I will watch it in peace. And they never said anything the rest of the time. Wow. Bold Rick. I like this. Bold Rick. Uh, it's, it's Okay, so we have a friend, Scott. The anus, He's he made a lot of money. I think he invented an electric garage door open or something like that. So one day I came up to him. <laughs> it's not what he did, but it's funny. <laughs> so I went up to him one time and said, you know, one of the reasons I don't like going to movies is because the inherent risk of somebody else um, affecting my viewing pleasure is, is pretty high. Because some people just don't care. They're oblivious, right? Right. So I said, why don't movie theaters install Bluetooth access? You can bring your own ear pods in. You can plug it in like you do on an airplane. And you can listen to the, to the movie, and you can turn it up as much as you want. You can drown everybody else out. He thought it was the dumbest idea in the world. He said, that'll never ah. work. I said, I said, why not? He goes, I just, you know, people don't want to do that. I said, well, well if I go to a movie, I want to hear the movie. I don't even want to talk to the person next to me. That's the one good thing about certain movie chain that's here in Dallas and started in Austin. Uh-huh. That you can mention you, them if you want. It's Alamo Draft House. Okay. What's good about them is that they have a policy that if you are disrupting the movie, they kick you out. And I, I so I went and saw it at the Alamo Draft House over uh-huh. in Irving because it's you know the one where Corby has yeah, all yeah, his yeah. stuff and yeah. and that Monday night. I'm there. We're sitting in that movie theater by ourselves. Mm-hmm. No lie, we were by ourselves. <laughs> but the first, right after they do the previews and they go into the before the movie, they do this, and it's it's filmed like in the old '50s kind of look. It's not no cell rainy. phones, no whatever. Mm-hmm. And it said, if you do any of these, we're kicking you out. If mm-hmm. you do this, we're going to warn you. If it's again, you're gone. Good. And well, it's, I mean, it is um, bold. All it is. Bold. I don't have to do is write down who's uh, who's disrupting the movie for uh-huh. you and you put it on a card uh-huh. and there's waiters and waitresses that pass by all the time pick them up look and they'll go talk to them one time and if they still continue to do it they'll kick them out okay that's genius but i i thoroughly enjoyed doing it on my own <laughs> 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 i really did because at that point i'm i'm past the point of of being understanding and everything because they i, I was thinking about this i said i'm looking at them and luckily they calm down and they just you know, watch the movie. I'm thinking, why even come into the theater? Why not just get, get blasted at the bar, drink your wine, cackle like a couple of magpies, and do, and you're fine. You're not disrupting anything. But the fact you have to come into the theater to do that, now you're affecting everybody else. And now you you're an oblivion. And now you're on my enemy list. But, wow. Yep. Angry Rick. You don't see Angry Rick often. It took me... You, you see holier than now, Rick, a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> With angry Rick, you don't see. <laughs> I've learned. I mean, most things are little. You know, I only fight for, for the big stuff, and most things are little things in life, so I just kind of let it go. And But that one just pissed me off. And it just... And, and it just because... Understandable. Here's the thing. Most of the time, you don't have to go to movie theater. Everybody has big screens at home. Yeah. So if you're going to take the time to get out of your house, spend good money, maybe get a drink or two at this place, then you should know inherently going in, you got to shut up. You can do whatever you want at home. I don't care. You know, I miss movies. Miss going to the movies? I miss it. Because it's a kind of an event or what? Yeah, it was like, hey, what do we got tonight? Let's go see a movie. But in today's day and age, it's hard to find one. It's hard to go to one. I mean, everything's TV now. Hey, what are you watching? 
I'm watching Big Little Lies. I'm right. watching mm-hmm. Mindhunter. Right. Whatever it is. Well, I heard that's disturbing, least... by the way. I love it. Okay. I'll, I have to catch up on it. It's a, it's, it's, I miss it. Well, you, you find – here's the thing. And I'm not a – I'm not a um, – what do they call all the superhero? I'm not a superhero You're guy. not a Marvel comic guy. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a Me superhero. So Me neither. I want another diehard. You know, show me Bruce Willis to kick everybody's ass. Well, here's the problem. Or Schwarzenegger or even you know, this James movie, Bond. Or, even, I mean, somebody. Even this movie, this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is not a big screen movie. You don't need it. Oh, I think you do. Nah. I, I I thought the I thought the well. I mean, it, I mean, you, it's usually for the special effects. It's for the Star Wars. Here's the, the world, reason why you do. I'm not sitting on my couch for two and a half hours. Ah, uh, but here's the genius. But if I fly movie. out, if I drive out to a movie theater and I gotta stick my butt there, I'm staying. So here's the thing about a Tarantino movie, though, and I know they're going to be long. I like watching them at home because I can pause it, take a break, intermission. I give myself a five ten minute intermission, do whatever I need to do, and then I'll come back and watch it. But if I'm sitting there stuck, because isn't there an app that's out there that tells you when the best time to go to the bathroom during a movie? I swear I heard that somewhere. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it, you can. It, there's an app, and then you put in the movie, and it'll tell you at a certain timeline, this is a good time to go to the bathroom because you're not missing anything. Somebody's actually spending their time looking at movies to say, okay, I'm going to tell you when it's time to go piss. If it's going to make a dollar, somebody's taking the time to do it. Seriously? I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think. I say bad idea. Kern? Well, what do you think about my Bluetooth idea? It's a genius. I don't like hate Rick. your Bluetooth idea, but here's the thing. It's not mandatory. Hey, how are you? It's not. It's not mandatory. I don't you just put it on I if you get yeah. pissed off at other people. I I go to the movies with my wife, and but if you talk to her incessantly during a film, you're going to annoy everybody else anyway. Then you're going to be the ass. I I don't raise. I bet she'll whisper to me what's going on about sixteen times. Well, the, you don't think and you know what that? annoys me, but but it's why I love her. <laughs> I don't know. That's Watch why it. I, why I, I want to hang out with it. That's right. At she, least she's whispering. Why she's is he not doing that? I have no idea, Amy. I'm watching like the same thing you work. are, but, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, if I'm going to a movie by myself, I guess I would I would like headsets, but I don't do that. I just think not that I'm a, not that I'm against it. I just never to have. me it's like being in an airplane. It's an option. If you got an obstinate kid near you, whatever, you better have those. Or you're going to have a crappy trip. You yeah. don't have to use them. I think most of the reason why people go to the movie theater is just that ambiance of the sound and everything and the screen and just. I get it. You know, you know the funny thing about that traveling wise when I, so when we were take when we were doing ideal all over the place, I, uh, I, I traveled with three sets of headphones because God forbid was I going to be stuck on an airplane where I couldn't get three sets. I just wanted the redundancy. I didn't want to batter. I had. A set of batteries for each one of them. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, verdict, I don't know. I, I, I would do it again. How about this? I had no remorse. And it worked. Angry Rick. Try Alamo next time. All right. I like, their, I like that theory, though. Because if you have a bad experience, why would you get out of your seat at home to go get beaten down by people at a movie theater? Right? So right. they know better. All right. 9.32 on the ticket. That was brought to you by... Uh, you know, return brand new sponsor, Bob's Steak and Chop House. How about that? Back for a return engagement. All right, up next, there's some guys playing for their tour lives. I'll tell you who's doing well and who ain't next. 940 on the ticket. Talk about the guys that are playing for their tour lives. 
on the Corn Ferry Tour here in a second. But uh, last segment I was talking about dealing with annoying people at a movie theater. I had two women tweet me. Mm, look at you. So the first one, was uh, this is Miss Rachel Texas Carter, who apparently is a big P1 because mm. all she responds to are ticket guys. Right. So Good for her. I said, do women even want to be hot anymore? And her response was, yes, we do. Just don't do anything to a random woman you find attractive that you wouldn't want a gay man do to you. That's hmm. sound advice. Well, I guess unless you're bi-curious. Mark. Just stating a fact. Mark. Just stating a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but that is good. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, like and then... Uh, P1 Aaron Needham tweeted me that the app is called Run P. There you go. See? And then Run P immediately followed me. See? But I. Is that a must do for you at every movie to have to find a time there you have to go to. The... No, but here's the deal. Okay, so let's say we'll talk about women again. Let's say you're pregnant and you have to go to the restroom fairly regularly. And, but you want to go to a movie, you want to get out of the house. Be good to know that app, right? Yeah. There's always a reason. What if you're just incontinent? You know, you just have to go all the time. As you get older, your bladder gets shrinks or whatever. I don't know. Sure. So there you go. Thank you, ladies. Yep. Yeah. I I would I'd, I'd call that sound advice though. Yeah. What the first one said. Okay. Well, so they got a nationwide tour, uh, the nationwide children's hospital event. That's for the Corn Ferry Tour that used to be the Web.com Tour that used to be the... It's the finals. It's yeah. the three tournament finals that... So if you made the top 25 last week, you got your card. Correct. Which is jump for joy. And there's some guys who made it, local guys who made it, who got their card and... Um, some guys are playing in this this week because they want to they want to improve their, their standing. But Scotty Scheffler made it, mm-hmm. Texas boy from Highland Park. Um, he was good when he was. I mean, he was good since he was a small kid. So mm-hmm. that was pretty big. Um, what was the other one that Vincent Whaley? Vincent Whaley is a is the same. I think he's a year younger than Scotty Scheffler, maybe same age. But he grew up around here too. Played on Texas Junior Golf Tour. Um, he made it, and then there was one more. That if I can find it, I can't. Okay. So sorry. So here's the deal. Didn't so, notice Kramer Hickox downplaying in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got skills. I bet he makes it. So next three tournaments, the top 25 after these three tournaments, they also get their card. And I think, are they ahead or below the Corn Ferry guys who, won la- who made it last week? I'm going to, well, I don't know for sure, but I got to. I gotta believe I think that the people get better. These guys are ahead, right? Cause I would say no. Guys. I would say yes. Well, you know, it's or hard. They to wouldn't tell. be playing. Yeah, I was, that's a good point. She, yeah, Scheffler's playing. Um, and there are some local guys that uh, that are gonna have to go back to Q school. One's Conrad Schindler, and one's Edward Lore. Last week, Ed Lore left a putt, a birdie putt on eight on the last hole on the lip, and that's how close he came. Goes in, he'd be playing this week. Mm-hmm. Next Ouch. three weeks. Yeah. So now he's got to go back to Q school. And uh, love those guys to death, but this is just one of those games. There's no guarantee in this sport. That's why this is still the the last of the what they call a meritocracy, where you you have to earn everything by merit. You don't 
There's no guarantees. You know, and the only sad part about that for both Ed and uh, Conrad is, you know, Ed made a great living overseas. Yes, he did. He won a couple tur events on the Asian tour. Kind of like Todd know, Hamilton did. Your Asian tour, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Todd did too. But he's got triplets at home. Yep. And they're getting to that age where you don't want to miss stuff. You don't, yeah, you don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I bet in his mind right now, Ed's really a talented player. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he's if he's in his mind going, I wonder if I should get a real job, be home at five every day. I think he'll have that decision depending on what he does at the Q school. I know what my decision would be. I'm 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 as good as anybody else out there. Mm-hmm. I can make this. I ain't quitting. That's, but, now, that's not – I don't know what my wife would be saying in my ear. I don't know what, you know, looking at my kids, how that would pull me, but I'm not quitting. And and Conrad just got married. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't want to be away from his wife that much. So Well, they don't have kids yet, so she could travel with him, I think. She's got a job. Well, here's the thing. I think when you've been at it that long, my thinking would be I'd be really mad if I quit a week too early. Because these guys all find lightning in a bottle at some point, and all of a sudden they get he a hot did, streak. The last and, few weeks, he was I know, playing well. I know. It was almost like, hey, it's not cutting time, and he started to cut nuts. Mm-hmm. So we wish him and uh, Conrad the best because we like seeing people we know and like uh, on the leaderboards. There was a story about a guy who was outside of everything, and he was in the final group last week. Mm-hmm. And he double bogeyed the last hole. That would be uh, Vince India. Not only does he not get into anything he's got to go back to q scores school as well he was he was going to get his pga tour card yep he had yeah he doubled the last hole and you know how that is he was right next to the green and two regulation it's just like us when whenever like there's some times when i play i don't want to know what my score is i have a kind of an idea i keep the over under in my head Mm -hmm. a little bit but of all of a sudden somebody tells me you know you know rick if you par this hole you're going to shoot your best round ever. You're going to break 70. You're going to break whatever, some kind of great milestone. What are the chances of you actually accomplishing that for most people? I think that all of a sudden that guarantees. The old 39 watch? Yeah. I think it's a guaranteed play in the crapper. I it just it, Because, again, if you give yourself a lobotomy, golf would be an easy game. But as soon as you start thinking, that's when things get a little tough. All right, 947. By the way, fifth, talking about 59 watch, Wyndham Clark out at Medina. Five under through six. Good Lord. And they say that course is rated 152, and it's it's a slope 152 and rated at 78. They said that's Merido range right there, pal. All right. Up next, as we broadcast from Park Place Motorcars in Arlington, let's see what those boys, uh, Ty and Eli, have going on. And we'll do a quick movie review on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If they want to. 9.54 on the ticket. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stopping by here at Park Place Motor Cars in Arlington. Always have a fun time down here. Thanks to Terry Powell and the staff for their wonderful hospitality. Next week we'll be at uh, Park Place Motor Cars in Grapevine. So, back-to-back Mercedes-Benz remotes. Good stuff. Uh, I want to thank Kern out of your engineering back at the station. Uh, Mr. Wonder if they got a new coffee maker. We'll find. I'm sure you'll be the first to find out. No, because I'm not there. I'm not. I don't get there before you. I don't notice it as much as you do. Uh, Jay King back there running board, and also Samuel Hale doing tickers twice an hour. Uh, don't forget to ideal golfer Sky Creek for a mere thirty nine bucks. Uh, Prairie Lakes for twenty four. 
and you get a Edelman's barbecue sandwich, so that's good. And uh, let's see, uh, I guess that's about it. So without further ado, we bring on Country Floors, Eli and Ty, I believe. Yes, my, my name is turned into Ty, I believe. Yeah, because we're not I sure believe. with you. <laughs> I'm on a pretty good run here, man. Give me a give me a little. Yeah, credit. This is like three or four weeks in a row. This is like Cal Ripken esque. Yeah, that's that's almost permanent. <laughs> I believe we've had three or four weeks in a row of the Saroys too. I'm not, sure what's, I'm not sure what's it's going more like on. Pip that's asked. broken next week. Hey, buddy. Yeah, probably. Either you guys see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I'm no, not. not yet. I'm I'm interested, but I, you it, know, the it, only times that it's showing that I've seen around where I live, it it doesn't start until like eight thirty, and I can't go during the week because I wouldn't get home until midnight. It's just it's like a three and three hour and ten minute movie, isn't it? Two forty five. Yeah, it's that's pretty it, long. But, with, but then with previews and everything else yeah you're you're looking at three hours the one by my house started at six thirty, which was perfect yeah, yeah see they've got one of those too but i i can't get to the movies by six thirty, you know with all the work and everything so it's either like go at eight and get home really late or wait and try and do it on a weekend sounds like there's not much middle ground on this movie either you really liked it or you really didn't uh, I liked it, but it, I I liked it like every other Tarantino movie. I think I'm gonna have to fight through the slow, the yeah. slow times. And there's there's usually one or two pads in there that could be at 30 minutes uh, shorter. But the dialogue, the scripts, the acting is so good. I I never came close to once falling asleep. I didn't come close to falling asleep, but I looked at my watch a few times. I did that right about oh. the hour and a half mark. I yeah. was kind of wondering. Like, a lot. Right. A lot of what I heard is like. What you said is like the acting was great and the mm-hmm. the scenery and the way the settings were great and but a lot of people were like, I'm not really sure what was going on in the movie, but I think I was entertained. It was really well done. I'm <laughs> yeah. just not exactly sure what the plot was. No, I liked it. At the end, when I saw the credits and everything, oh, I, immediate reaction was, all right, that was worthy. Okay, that was good. Great ending. It was a good payoff. So and have you things- have you seen basically all of the Tarantino movies? Yeah, where would you rank this among the the Tarantino flicks? Hmm. Not as good as Inglorious Bastards. No. Yeah, that's great. Not as good as um, Pulp Fiction. No, I don't know if it was as good as you no. Know, Pulp Fiction was Pulp Pulp Fiction was was different. That was like a that was that it was, was kind of groundbreaking for its time. Yeah, it was. that's what the word. That's I was what he was trying to say. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I could tell <laughs> <laughs> the spinning wheel was going. And you know, right every then then everybody like I didn't like Django Unchained at all. Rick really liked it. I, I liked, liked it. the last one um, that nobody else liked. Hateful uh, Eight. Which one? The Hateful Eight. Yes, I really liked that. See one. that? I think nobody that was my did. least favorite of all of his movies. I liked. It. I, I thought, thought that. Was, I thought. That, I thought the acting there was awesome. I thought it underperformed given their cast. Yes, I, I would agree with that. The cast was ox- awesome, and I'm just like, really? They did that with this? So I wasn't that pleased. But I, I didn't love the Kill Bills, but everybody else in the world oh, I did. did. Yeah, I did. So here's yeah the crazy they were entertaining. Thing. They were different, but entertaining. Yeah. So now Ty and, and Eli haven't seen it. So, Craig, if I asked you how to describe that movie, what genre what would you say? Would you say drama, comedy, uh, suspense? What would you say? It was a dramedy. Okay. I might give you that. Okay. Because... Yeah, because one site says comedy, one side what what site said uh, drama, uh, suspense. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's a quasi true story, it's quasi- a history piece. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a history piece with some liberties taken. Lots of liberties. Yeah, but the guy that plays you guys watch Billions at all? You two? No, I do not. All right. Well, there's a guy that he pl- was in something before Billions. What was he in before Billions? Uh, he was in um uh uh oh. 
groundbreaking. The toy, yeah, no. justified? No, but something like that. It was the one word that toy. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. You Kids. should you should look that stuff up. I don't know his name. Damian Lewis. Yeah, him. Boy, oh, homely really on top of this guy. You don't know his name. You don't know what he was in. He's a billions guy. It's how I know. Band of Brothers. No, it was the one after that. He was at, it, but it was another terrorist type thing where it was it was with the CIA. Homeland he, on Showtime. Yeah, Homeland. Homeland. Yeah. That's it. He's really good. He played Steve McQueen, and it took me. <laughs> he does play Steve McQueen. It's funny. It took me a good minute to figure out who it was because he, they didn't overly make up him. They put him. They put a a, a wig on him and. But they he a, had. They put a Steve McQueen wig on but him. They ha- he had a, his his persona down like yep. to a T. He was really good. And the Margot Robbie, she might be the prettiest woman in Hollywood right now. She's I. Right. Yeah, she's fine. She's she's pretty good. She's prettier than Sharon Tate was, I think. Whoa, mm, that's that. bold. Sharon Tate was pretty hot. Mm. Well, let me see. That was 69-ish. Was that right? Nice. Didn't that happen 68? Yes. I was only, I was in uh, ninth grade. Were you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You're old. And I knew all about it. You did? Yeah. I knew all about the Manson stuff. So. Helter Skelter, man. I remember in the 70s, the Helter Skelter movie came out. Mm-hmm. I had sleep for yeah, that was it was scary. We all but, had to watch it, right? It was a it was like the first miniseries I'd ever seen, and we all had to watch it. I that freaked me out. The only guy that I thought was uh was unused or uh, not used wisely was Tim Oliphant because I love him. He was in Justified. He's mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Deadwood. He's in Deadwood. He's in Santa Clarita Diet. He was the bad guy in the Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy mm-hmm. that was, was gonna really badass, like the, bad the worst Die Hard. No, I didn't no, think it was that I think bad. That was good. Pretty bad. I thought the worst one was with uh, was with the one with the the nerve gas. That was three, right? With Jeremy Irons. That one was great. Oh, uh, the Die Hard with the Vengeance. The, yeah, the one with yeah, Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah, that, that one sucked too. Yeah, I wasn't that wild about it. Boy, who's on? Is it Eli or Danny? <laughs> this hey, sucks. I'm just, I'm but I'm agreeing with sucks. I'm, Hey, so <laughs> no. the diehards really kind of went down the crapper after the first one. The second one where they were just randomly in the snow, that one was stupid. And then the third like, one I'd was like, pretty stupid. If, if uh, they didn't constantly have the ants go marching theme playing behind every single scene in Die Hard with a Vengeance, it would have been more tolerable. But the, the, the score for it was so awful, it ruined the entire movie. So. I'm sorry, you can't. Die Hard's Rock. The I mean, first one did. Yeah, the, the second first one was, was pretty awesome. good. It's like one of my favorite movies ever, but yeah. after that, eh. Um, my favorite Christmas movie. Is Thank it a you. Christmas movie? Yes, yes. absolutely. It is. is a Christmas movie. Mm. I wanna, I'm looking. Sorry, what Grandma. I'm looking for is the list of actors that turned down that role. Which one? The Die Hard? Yep. Turned down Bruce Willis's. It was a whole, really? whole bunch of them. And God, were, he was perfect for it. Well... And, and he, he was hot. It was during Moonlight. Wasn't Schwarzenegger one of them? I think Schwarzenegger, yeah, Schwarzenegger was, was one of them. I want to say uh, um, Sly Stone was another. E. I know, right? I'm trying to find. Darn it! There's uh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. I think Paul Rubens was cast for Die Hard. <laughs> Joe, Pesci. <laughs> Pesci. Joe Pesci. You know the guy that played Hans Gruber? Yeah. Um, that was the first. Alan, Ro- Alan, Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, that was the first role that he auditioned for when he came to the States. 
Really? Well, he last, knocked it out of the park. He was a last minute. He was a last minute, yeah. I'm seeing a list of seven actors who turned down John McClane, Sly Stallone, Harrison yep. Ford, yep. De Niro, yep. Burt Reynolds, Mel Gibson. John Travolta. Uh, I don't see him on here. I see Nick Nolte, and I see Don Johnson. Ooh, Don Johnson. You Don know, Johnson. If, if and Mel Richard Gibson, Gere. If Mel Gibson used the same persona as he did in the first Lethal Weapon, he'd have been really good. That crazy, yeah, kind of He's crazy little smart ass. Yeah, he would have been good. He'd been a good counter to Alan Rickman, I think. But uh, you know, that that's the wormhole that I go down all the time when I'm watching a movie, and I'll look, I'll go to the trivia on IMDb, and I want to see who else could have played that role, and how close they came to either being mm-hmm. an amazing star or they're just you know mired in mediocrity. It's it's crazy, crazy stuff. Like that one movie, Trading Places. That- Eddie Murphy I, made me laugh in that whole movie. It's one of the stop downs, and mm-hmm. him and and uh, Ackroyd together were awesome. And they were like the seventh or eighth choice of that movie. Yep, I know. I, was just, I can't imagine anybody else playing that part, but but Eddie Murphy. Yep. I'm also yep. seeing that not for the John McClane role, but I'm seeing that they wanted Frank Sinatra in some form or fashion in the original Die Hard, but he did not get on board. Interesting. Really, he was still alive back then. Yeah. He was wow. in the 80s, right? Yeah. Late 80s. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. All right. Thumbs up. I give Charles Bronson? He was he was looked at. Was he uh, really? It would have been like 90 then, wouldn't he? Mm, I don't think so. That was kind of, no. that was right in the middle of the death wish butter zone for old Chuck. Let's see. He died. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he was 81. <laughs> He was 81 when he died in 2003, so you're thinking okay. I mean, he'd have been uh, late 50s. 60s. The irony here 60s. being that Bruce Willis did a really awful remake of Death Wish a couple years back. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so these were the these were the actresses that were considered you know for the what? role of Holly Gennaro. It wasn't that awful. What? The remake of Death Wish. I don't feel like we have the same taste in <laughs> movies, Craig. I mean, it Nobody <laughs> has the same taste in movies that Craig does. Trust I, me. I, when I go to movies, I... I'm that guy who tries to find something good about every movie. No, you're so I don't want to walk out of there. I like that. I think I don't want to walk out of there thinking I wasted my time. I want to hear an f around with Craig and Eli, like uh, Siskel and Ebert, breaking down movies. <laughs> I'm in okay. seven to eight, yeah. so we can get out of car talk. Oh, All right. Man. So, care to know the women that were considered for the Holly Gennaro McLean role? His wife, yes, or ex-wife, whatever. Any hot Linda? Bitches? Linda Hamilton. Okay. Gina Davis. Huh. Meh. Deborah Winger, Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer, Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm. Carrie Fisher, Ah. Kelly McGillis. Oh, Kelly McGillis. Yeah, that could have been one more feather in her cap. Which, by the way, she was not considered for the role in the upcoming remake of uh, Top Gun. If you've seen a few uh, pictures of her recently, you'll probably understand why. So a story that you don't know about me, but in the... <laughs> that we're going to be interested in? Yes. Is, in that, the, is that an the, assumption? In the late <laughs> 80s, my wife and I used to own a baby store in Washington, D.C. Baby, baby furniture store. store. Oh, okay. Kelly McGillis... I thought you were selling babies. ...spent more money <laughs> in one shopping day yeah. than, than we ever did in one day. Wow, she broke a record. It was. We but she wish she had that money back. We went out and celebrated like you couldn't believe. Huh? So what? What? You know what that amount was? How much yep. was it? Thirty-eight thousand dollars. Wow! For one kid? One she, or a whole nursery? <laughs> it was just the, she bought furniture for the nursery. 
Wow, thirty-eight grand. But she, but she had two homes, and she had to have the identical. Oh, so the kid would be messed up in each home. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Oddly enough, is the same amount she spent the last time she went through the Taco Bell drive-through. <laughs> she didn't lose the baby. Hi yo. Hi yo. Hey yo. That's an ender. See you guys. Yeah, that's good. What you guys got? Oh, on the ticket. We got stuff and things. I'm glad we should have ended it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just end it. Jeez, I had it too. <laughs> All right, See we're going. Leave on a high. See ya.